everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Pew. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on the time of the day that you're watching this. Yep, it could be any time of the day. It could be any time. That's the convenience uh, of a any podcast. Any time of the day or night, which, by the way, now it gets dark at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we're not longer in that beautiful season where the colors are changing. Now it's just one color, which is gray. Colors of? Gray. Say that again? Col- the colors of the, like, the fall. The colors of the fall were no the longer fall. changing. Yeah. You mean the leaves? Yeah. The colors of the fall. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Woo. It's all gray. It's four o'clock dark. Listen, let's start this podcast like hot real quick. So in in a fight, who has the advantage? The tall, strong, good looking Dominican or the short Bruce? Who would have an advantage <laughs> in the fight? <laughs> I have many reasons I feel like I would have an advantage yeah. in a fight. Why? Of many reasons, but I can't tell you because then the element of surprise is taken away. <laughs> Listen, if, Listen, I'm if fight, we get if we get a thousand views, maybe we'll do a match. Listen, let's do that. If we in have a wrestling th- match, I think I would win because I've wrestled. I used to wrestle. Okay. Have you wrestled? No, I did. So judo. if you if you have what no, was that? you have what? Judo. Well, if I'm I'm not gonna let you kick me. But that's not but, Yeah, whatever. But I would say I would have an advantage. I think well, you did we wrestling. Wrestling. How many years did you do wrestling? wrestling? That doesn't matter. But my point being, you probably went to like one class. <laughs> one, well, it's not classes. I mean, you sign okay. up for school. I wrestle for school. But um, the point being, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, it's the difference if you're doing a friendly wrestling match or you're like for survival. Like if it's about survival, I don't. I'm not Nobody trying to be, be nice. wrestling for survival. I'm not trying to be nice. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you you, you go for the cheap shots? I'm, I'll do whatever's necessary. Amen. Gouge an eye out, rip an ear off. What do you got to do? You're probably one of those guys that bites in fights. I've never bitten anybody in a fight before. You though. never? No. No. Have you? No. Be honest. I'm honest. I've never bitten okay. anybody. Nobody. No biting. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> no biting. But, um, Listen, we're, why, we're... why are we starting this with violence? This is no, no, you're to right. Let's, start, the, let's I mean, take a step back. It's wow. Cause, wow. It's because, you know... We we yeah. Well, first of all, can I just point out you're you're no longer the person you were last week when your buddy was here. Yeah, that's right. You went from being well, guys. I think good morning, everybody. To, yeah, to being to, more pleasant. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That so, is, is is called oh, know your audience. Know your no no. We have the same audience all well, around the world. Same audience is watching, but from where? But you don't have <laughs> you don't have Tommy here. Yeah. So that you don't feel like now you have to be. To it's sound. like an audition for you because he runs youth camp. So you're like, I hope he thinks that I could like. You, you make know. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's all right. You got it out? No, I'm just, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Listen, um, let's talk about, uh, we got a lot of things that we want to talk about. We do. You know, we, we do. We just came out, or actually, we're still going, at the time of this recording, we're still going through politics, uh, uh, like, votings and things like that. Election um, season. Election seasons. Yep. And so it used we, to be a day. Now it's like a month. Yeah, it feels like it. tallying votes and everything else. Yeah. So that's a, another conversation. But um, before we jump into that, I think that it's cool too that you just concluded the Doctrines of Demons series. Yes. Yeah, we just finished and, up that series. Yeah. And, and I would say to, to the, anyone that is watching or listening or whatever, if you have not listened to that series, you need to. And you can find it in NBC95.org. Or you can go straight to our YouTube channel, which is Maranatha. Spell Maranatha? Maranatha, M-A-R-A-N-A-T-H-A, 1995. 1995, that's our page. Yeah. page, yeah. And if not, just put Doctrines of Demon Bruce Rosa, and you will see his picture. 
because it's teaching. Well, I don't think it would be yeah. my picture. Oh, well. I think it'd just be the doctrines of the demon yeah, series. Yeah, but, but there yes, was a lot right. of great topics, and so I, I want to hear more about like the 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 back the behind the scenes of the things that you did or research that you yeah. came out with, but that maybe you didn't want to share because of um, yeah. you know time. But before that, we forgot to do something very important because we dive in so quick. Twenty seven. Yeah. Episode one. Twenty seven. You sure? Nope. Okay, I think you're right. I think it's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and what's the number? Do you three, know? Yeah, three, 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 zero, three, three, one, uh, four, six, five, three. So close. Six, four, five, three. Yeah, you almost got it. I did get it. Six, four, five. Why? Well, the first time you didn't. You yeah, said but it. the second time I did. You did the second time. So when you're playing baseball, you strike out the you you swim the first one, you miss. I said you. You're not almost. Out. I said almost. Okay. So if someone if a pitcher's pitching a ball. And you come very close to him, but you miss it. You swing and you miss. Someone said, "Oh, you almost hit it." Yeah. Now, but if you hit it the second time, it's a as a hit. Uh, absolutely. So the the, the, the the first miss doesn't count. It does count. No, it doesn't because you strike. got into the base. It's I got in the base. Recorded in the record book is a strike. Yeah, but not a strikeout. I that, didn't say it was a strike. I said almost. Yeah. So if you didn't end up getting it, I would be like, you didn't get it, but you almost did. Next well, I year. did get it. Next time. I did get it. You'll get it Anyways. next time. Uh, so walk us through. So you had four <laughs> topics, right? Four main topics. Indeed. Uh, what was week one? No other gospel. No other gospel. Yeah, no other. Uh, well, technically that was the first week of Doctrines and Demons, but. It was more first, like introductory. Yeah, the first week was introducing the fact that there is demonic activity. Yeah. The devil is at work, right? Okay, yeah. But as far as hammering on issues, the first issue was the fact that there is no other gospel. Yeah. And that there are false religions, false teachings, mm -hmm. heretical teachings that as believers we have to be aware of and yeah. we have to be prepared for, uh, which is what Paul said in First Timothy 4. Yeah. So. And I feel like that's one thing as we get into this. That's one that uh, we often overlook. Yeah, like we in Timothy 4, but go what? ahead. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We often overlook, like we are, we're so naive to the reality that there are doctrines around here that are demonic doctrines, yeah. uh, even within the church. Like there are individuals that they can come across as like solid speakers, solid teachers of the word of God. But when you start reading between the lines and you see their beliefs is in complete opposite opposition to the Bible. Yeah. So, uh, and then what was the second one? Uh, second week was about sexual identity and um, sexual uh, sexuality and sexual mm. identity. Yeah. Yeah. And then week three was the, you know, which was week four technically. Week one, like I said, yeah. was yeah. an introduction. Week two was no other gospel. Week three was uh, sexuality and sexual identity. Week four was um, the value of every human life, mm. talking about abortion, racism, critical race yeah. theory. So. Yeah. Which that right now, I mean, in light of the political system too, that one is huge because you know sure. right now we some of the things you know some states even near us, near Ohio, yeah, like Michigan, and I can't remember the other one, just passed some legislation on abortion, yeah. even to the point of birth. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the governor of PA that was just elected, um, Shapiro, I think, you know, is an advocate of. No term limits for abortion. I I, I don't want to be. I th I think I yeah. read that. I don't know for a hundred percent sure, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's yeah. in PA. So yeah, yeah. So what are some things that either you didn't have the time to share, or things that you're like, man, I wish that uh, I wish that I would have said this because even after you get done, you know, sometimes when you're preaching, the Holy Spirit is moving and directing you and. It takes you in a way, and maybe there was other things that you planned to say, but that, yeah. you know, in the moment you forgot. Like, is there anything like that 
in those topics. Yeah, I mentioned this on Sunday at the conclusion of the message that, you know, maybe we'll come out with like a roundtable discussion mm-hmm. about specifically how to have hard conversations, how to, you know, Navigate. what should what should the response of the believer be when it comes to our family, friends, coworkers, people that are neighbors, people that we're friends with or associates with, and these kind of hard issues are at the forefront, um, you know, when it comes to people who believe a false gospel or people that are teaching a false gospel, people who are embracing that. Uh, I had a conversation with a woman that was visiting our church after the um, second week of No Other Gospel and talking about the gospel of Christ and, and Paul's you know, basically statement to the Galatian believers, if anybody's preaching to you any other gospel than what you've heard, let them be accursed or condemned, mm-hmm. um, you know, experience condemnation. And so how to have conversations with people that maybe we even know from church that are starting to embrace doctrines that would be contrary to what Scripture mm-hmm. teaches in the foundation of the gospel. Um, you know, individual that I met with that is going through it when, with some family members um, that have adopted, you know, uh, some of the uh, transgendered, um, you know, movement that's out there and what that means about their identity and, and who they are in Christ and, and um, you know, that God is their creator. What, what, how do you have conversation yeah. with people about that? Same thing is true with, you know, abortion-minded individuals or people who've gone through having an abortion mm-hmm. or are pro-choice or pro-abortion um, in regards to their viewpoint. And so how do you have conversations about that with people that you're close to? So we're hoping to do a roundtable here in, in the near future where we can talk about some specific yeah. scenarios because these aren't made-up scenarios. Yeah. I mean, I've had folks come to me and talk to me about workplace-type things, uh, grandparent-to-grandchild relationships, parent-to-child relationships, friend-to-friend relationships, like all of that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a question a lot of people have. And so yeah. um, there are some helpful things I think we'll do in a roundtable. Obviously, yeah. it would take an extensive amount of time yeah. to try to hit every one of those areas yeah. just on the fly. Yeah. Um, so, and, and if you're watching and you don't know what a roundtable is, it's something that we also – it's another part of content that we come out here, Maranatha, which is yeah. – uh, uh, a YouTube series that we come up with uh, specifically with a specific topic or a, a specific focus, and this yep. one being on Doctrines of Demon, where Pastor Bruce is joined with other pastors, and they yep. get to address uh, this this topic of demonic activity or, or demonic uh, uh, doctrines in more detail yes. than he would do on a Sunday morning or even here on the podcast. Yep. And so that will be a good source, too, if you're looking into... If you're curious about, you know, what, how to behave, how to respond, and how to yes. act in that way. And so I would just tell people, too, if you're yeah. listening or you've heard questions or scenarios that you have questions about coming out of that series, they can submit those to the, yeah. to the number that you memorized. Yeah, 330-331-6453. Nailed it. Uh, That's it. That was it. In the 43. Almost got the first time, but you got it this I time. I strike out. So it's no, good. Well out. done. And so they have yeah. questions, they can email it to that yeah. uh, or text that number. Text that number. And yeah. uh, we'll make sure we get those those yeah. questions. Um, but a general rule of thumb, just if I could summarize a statement that I – and recently had a conversation with another person who was dealing with a scenario that was kind of like, what do I do here? Um, and I think we have to consistently as believers remember that the two great commandments, love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself – those are applicable to every scenario. Yeah. So in a general sense, and of course people are looking for more specific information or suggestions to their specific scenario, but I think a general rule of thumb for every believer, no matter the situation you find yourself in, is to first make sure that in your 
living out and speaking to others that you're first demonstrating a, a foundational love for the Lord your God, mm-hmm. but then also a love for your neighbor, um, mm-hmm. to love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, I mentioned this on Sunday, but Jesus rocked the world of people who were followers of his and that believed in God and believed in loving the Lord your God when he said the second commandment is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, because Jesus has clearly taught that that love is not just for those that love you. Yeah. He said, love your enemies. Yeah. Do good to those that hate you and would use you. Yeah. Pray for them and don't do evil towards them. So um, I think the the response of the believer, no matter the scenario we find ourselves in, that we're dealing with individuals that do not have relationship with Christ, that have embraced you know, belief systems and actions and words that are contrary to what Scripture teaches should be one, not to be surprised because the Bible says that will be the case, but to demonstrate a Christ-like love, care, kindness, compassion, and yet stand firmly on truth Yeah. no matter the scenario, right? And and so I think as a general rule of thumb, those are some things that we can embrace. I mean, in the, in the closing of the last message, I only had like a minute, told people to take a snapshot of it. Um, I kind of gave like six kind of practical challenges of what you can do and foundational to those challenges was standing on the word of God, loving the Lord your God, being obedient to his word, loving others, um, praying and sharing the gospel. And so those I think are applicable for any scenario. Those are applicable. Yeah. And And, and I think that, and and here's, here's what's kind of sad because I feel like we should know this, but we don't. It's like when you look at the way that Satan is in at work, and we have talked about this in the past. It's not any different than when he, the way he worked in the Bible, even to the point of the Old Testament. Like the first interaction we see of, an, of yeah. Satan with Adam and Eve, it was to to remove the authoritative part of God's word. Yep. You know, like God's command, God's word, the, how authoritative it is. His his way to confuse people or attack people is to remove that from it. Yeah. Did God really say this? Did God really want you to do this, right? And then you think about today in our con- con- uh, current culture, current context, and you think about all of these different issues that are demonic in nature. If you look at them, they start by asking the question, does the Bible actually prohibit that? Is that really against God? Does yeah. God really mean that? You know, when you're talking about loving, you know, you're using loving one another. I want to love one another in this particular way, you know, or, or disregarding everything else that it says in the Bible, you know. And so I think that this is something that we need to be more aware of. It's the reality that Satan is at work in this world. It is, yeah. He is at work. He's like a, a, a lion looking to devour is what sure. we're told in the Bible. No, absolutely. And, and so the way that he acts is to remove the authoritative part of the, 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 the authority that the Bible has, you yeah. know, as being God's word. Yeah, and he's... You know, the devil, not to give him too much credit, he, he's good at what he does, right? Oh, yeah. So it, it'd be one Been thing, around. you know, it'd be one thing, people think that when something is demonic or something that is um, the working of Satan, that it would be like just glaringly evil, right? Um, they get this picture that like if you're here and you're thinking about doing something or someone's coming at you and they're they're like, you know, it's like the um, the witch with the apple and yeah. Snow White, right? Bring, and she, she transforms herself into looking pleasant as yeah. she offers this apple to Snow White because if she looked like she was someone who was wanting to destroy her, then she wouldn't eat the apple, yeah. right? So in essence, what Satan did with Adam and Eve at the very beginning is is his, you know, I imagine his tone 
with Eve was not one that was alarming to Eve because Eve was having a conversation, yeah, right? Yeah. And saying, like, has God said, and you won't die. He knows that you'll be like and him. And he so, used something good, like good in essence, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, this is a good tree. You're, it's good for fruit. Yeah. Look at it. It's good to eat and brings into question what God does. But I think that's the thing that we have to understand is that Satan's not coming at us, like, with a pitchfork and the horns and, mm. you know, and he, his voice sounds awful and he's scary looking. Yeah. And it's like, I got to stay away from the devil. Like, it's no, it says he comes as an angel of light, right? Yeah. He presents himself in one way and, and he's the father of lies. Yeah. Um, one of the things I would just say coming out of the series, though, that I think is important for people to understand is, and, and this is what surprises me, because uh, I've had some responses now that the series is over, um, some challenging responses. And... And individuals that are bringing up some of the things that have been talked about um, and highlighting some of the things that we didn't talk about. So, so for example, um, when it comes to the issue of uh, abortion, um, someone had brought up a, a challenge as a follow-up um, talking about how I, I must not care about you know women or um, mothers in particular because in the message, I didn't specifically say that I... I value the life of the mother um, at all. Now, the title of the message was, um, you know, the value of every human life, which, you know, I responded to the person like I would I would categorize a woman, a mother as a human. So when I say the value of all human life, it would be my assumption Mm -hmm. that there would be an understanding that that includes the life of a mother, the life of a mom. Right. Because she's a human being. Yeah. Um, But people are like, well, you're an individual is like, why didn't you spend more time specifically talking about, you know, how much women? Well, because the issue we were talking about was abortion and specifically in the definition of abortion, that's the elimination of this of this baby, right? And so that's where the focal point was. When it comes to the transgendered community, when we talk about sexual identity and the transgendered community and transgender movement, someone had, you know, brought up the point like, hey, like you only highlighted a small part of the LGBTQ community and painted with a very broad stroke that everybody that is supportive of the LGBTQ community is evil, blah, blah, blah. Well, the point was... We're talking about those things that clearly biblically would yeah. be demonic. Yeah. Right? Certainly there are other issues. For example, like the rights of individuals. I would be a huge advocate of saying, hey, whether someone is gay or straight or bisexual or pansexual or asexual or you name whatever sexuality they are, that does not mean that that individual should not be treated with kindness and that they shouldn't be treated with care um, or that they should be discarded in our society as someone that should be hated. Never would be an advocate of that. But the focal point of the series was specific to the demonic aspect of what was being presented. And so we didn't have the time to develop every single avenue of every single Mm -hmm. area we wanted to focus in on very clearly what does the Bible say about some of these issues that would mm-hmm. put it into the category of being demonic. The movement and teaching that who you, God has created you to be, male and female, is completely separated or removed from a human being, and that you can be whatever you want is an attack on the Creator God, yeah. right? And, and so that's a demonic thing. Yeah. The, the taking of innocent life, which is forbidden in Scripture, and that which is what the devil desires to do— is demonic, yeah. right? And so we can have all kinds of other discussions, certainly, 
But I think sometimes that's what is missed is we yeah. we don't want to talk about some foundational things and we need to yeah. before we get to all the peripheral issues that surround it yeah. because we can spend forever talking about those yeah. peripheral issues. And, and 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 I think that that goes I think I see two problems with our current culture is that opinions are highly regarded. Yeah. Yep. I think this is the, the time in history, the, the most, in, in our history as in humanity, this is the time where opinions are highly valued and, yeah. and uh, exalted, where we are saying we care more about each individual's opinions or experience more than anything else. And we're placing authority on opinions and the way that we feel about things. Yeah. O- opposed to go to the very one thing that is absolute that is always the same, that is concrete, and that by its nature is authoritative because it is the, it is the Word of God. Sure. Like, I f- like if you, when you talk to Christians, when you talk to believers, you, ha- you often hear, well, this is what I think. This is how I feel about this. This is my view on this. Yeah. And we need to, although you, know, although you have to have your opinions and those things, we need to be more concerned about what does the Bible say about this? Like, sure. what does the Bible says about the value of life? Yes. What does the life? The, what does the Bible says about racism? What does the Bible says about you know gender identity or, or sexual uh, attraction? You know, what does the Bible that being the reference point? And yeah. that if the Bible being the Word of God, if we truly believe that the Bible is the Word of God, then anything that is in there should trump anything else that we may absolutely experience or believe or think that is right yeah that should be the abs the, the absolute uh the la- the bible should have the last word yes and everything else well and just the transition statement a little bit of going into like a to politics for a second yeah you know not that we want to talk a lot about politics yeah. because well you can get all fired up talking about <laughs> politics but you know there was a little bit of kickback that i had made the statement hey when you vote you know you want to use discernment and not vote for candidates that are upholding doctrines of demons, okay? And there's a little bit of kickback from one individual that said, hey, listen, like, you kind of cherry-pick what would be the voting thing because there are a lot of areas that the Bible is gray on and that other people would uphold certain things that the Bible is gray on that would be very viable candidates. This is my point, is is that I feel it's very difficult for a believer in Christ— to choose to proactively vote for for individuals that would be very proactively in support of demonic doctrines, mm-hmm. um, and and it's a it's a hard thing when it comes to politics. But my point was to try to not be political. It, it was a statement of encouragement to the believer that hey, listen, if if you're in any capacity, I, even even when it comes to positions of leadership within organizations and things. Um, or if I'm going to put someone who's going to have responsibility for my family and, and I, have, I have a voice to be able to vote, my encouragement is if you have the freedom to vote in America as a believer and you're a Christian, it makes sense then that we want to as best as possible support candidates that would have a value and a reverence for the Lord and for the standards of God's Word. Mm-hmm. And so, for example— on issues of, of just, you know, gender identity and sexuality and all these other things, um, specific to what we even talked about within the transgender movement of, you know, transitional surgeries for kids, like minors. If, if I'm looking at two candidates and one candidate is 
pro like makes it known their hugely pro stance on mm -hmm. children having these kind of surgeries. And one candidate says, no, like, absolutely, I feel like that's an attack on this little boy or girl. Um, you know, as a Christian, I hope it moves us and bothers us that there is a very pronounced statement by one candidate of, I'm for basically mm -hmm. the mutilation, mutilation of, mm -hmm. of children's genitals and, and sexual, mm -hmm. you know, self. I'm, I'm pro that and one's against that. Um, and the same candidate that says I'm pro eliminating the life of a baby in its mother's womb until they're, uh, you know, till no limit. And one is like, absolutely not, because that is a life created in the image yeah. of God. And there's one that's also of the opinion, you know, with these things that we should eliminate a whole race of people because of privilege. And one is like, no, like everybody should be treated equally because they matter. My point being is that if you have individuals who are very much outspokenly against and opposed to truths from God's word. Now, here's the difficulty, and I understand this. In, in Republican and Democratic circles, independent circles, libertarian, no one is perfectly following what the Bible says because there's no perfect mm. people. And the problem is you have most candidates – people call it the lesser of two evils a lot of times when they vote is they say, well, how can I vote for the one candidate that, you know, he's, he's this or he's that. And yeah, the other candidate, you know, is all for these things, but this candidate's for these things. And that's where I would say as a believer, you have to do, do your diligence and not violate your conscience before the Lord. But I don't believe it should be controversial to say to a believer in Christ, do not vote for candidates that proactively, willfully push support and promote a demonic yeah. agenda yeah. on those areas yeah. um, because that's what you're getting. Yeah. And so is there more that could be said about that? Yes. Do I feel yeah. like it was out of bounds to say that? No, yeah. because I feel like from the from the word of God, there's, there's clarity about these demonic things, and I don't yeah. think a believer should proactively seek yeah. to support that. So, and, and I think that, like, you know, coming from a different background like myself, like uh, even the political background being – totally different we don't have in the Dominican republic just two political parties or, or two main political parties we have yeah. a bunch of political party and the whole structure of the country is different in that like we don't have a house of representative or a sen senate like sure we do have uh, some similar things but not like in the way that sorry that it works in the u.s and so coming here we're not leaning alliance allegiance to anything just coming in with a clean clean state learning as i've been living here I think it's, it's, it's what I will say to people is, that, look, you have an opportunity. You have a voice. That you have an opportunity to make your voice heard in the sense that you are able to go to a place and vote for a candidate. And I would say to people, let that candidate that you're choosing to be somebody that it is upholding biblical truth. And yeah. that like kind of like you're saying, you have an opportunity to to select somebody that can represent you know, to I guess to the best of their ability or to an extent, what the Bible will say is truth, you know? Sure. And opposed to selecting an individual that clearly is choosing things that opposes the Word of God. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is we're not electing a pastor-in-chief or a senator that's supposed to be a yeah. pastor, supposed to be delivering biblical truth to us. That's not my point. My point is what you just mentioned. There are some people who, when it comes to the things of the Lord and the biblical things— they're disobedient to what God says. They're they're maybe neutral about it, or maybe they don't have you know a strong conviction about certain things. But 
they are also not proactively trying to oppose yeah. what God says, yeah. right? And there are other candidates, and, and I think this can go in both directions um, as far as across the political yeah. platform. That and, and that's why I purposely tried not to say vote Democrat or vote Republican or vote Libertarian or vote Independent or write it. I, I, that's not my yeah. concern. My, my statement and concern is that as a believer where we shouldn't have the expectation that those that are going to be in positions of political power over us are necessarily going to be God-fearing individuals and that they lo- know the Lord. If, though, someone makes known to you their embracing of, their pushing of, and their support of very demonic agendas, specifically demonic agendas, and they make that known, it is very difficult for me as a believer to say, oh, yeah, I'll support that individual. That's a very difficult thing, and I— Again, I, I don't think a believer violates their conscience before the, before yeah. the Lord in that. And I think that is key. Do not violate your conscience before yeah. the Lord. But I also think that, like, there has to be an understanding, like, of distinction of things. Like, when we look at politicians, you know, unless they are coming out professing to be as a believer, that they have at some point in their life, they trusted the gospel of Jesus, that he died for their sin sure. and that he rose from the dead, like— Unless they they come out and say that and they live in a way that represents that truth, like, you know, we have to look, we don't look at them as our saviors and as our heroes, right? Because they're not, you know? And even if they were Christians, they still are not our saviors and our our heroes, right? Sure. But we do have an opportunity to select people that have an opportunity to set out uh, norms and regulations that could, that would impact the life of our children's and yeah here's what i think that sometimes we make a mistake is that sometimes we 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 look at a character flaw and we we because we see a care a politician with character flaw and we want to put that character flaw at the same level of like a, a doctrinal clear demonic doctrinal and say well i'm i cannot support this individual because of his character of flaw but i'm okay supporting this individual that also has character flaw but this individual right here is going to set out motions where the doc- this demonic uh, doctrines can actually develop and grow and expand. Yeah. I don't understand how you can come to that conclusion. You know? Yeah, and everybody has their convictions before the Lord. So, like, that's why, yeah. again, I, I'm not trying to persuade anybody one yeah. way or the other. I think that the issue, though, that I'm, I am encouraging and challenging the believer is that there's never a time as a believer in Christ that we should proactively support doctrines of demons. Yeah nor should we proactively try to put people into positions of influence and power that willfully make it known they are supporters of and pushers of doctrines of demons. It doesn't make sense to as a believer. Now, all the ins and outs about character and character quality, certainly, like God looks at the heart, looks at character, we should as well, and all that goes into the decision-making process when we go to vote. But it is a right that we have, it's a freedom that we have, so we should exercise it. As much as possible for believers, I would say don't exercise that road to proact- a vote to proactively put people in positions of authority that hate God yeah. <laughs> and that and that hate yeah. what the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, not that they're neutral. They hate it, yeah. and, and they've made that known, that they feel like it is yeah. something that should not be false. So that's, that's the admonishment yeah. there. Uh, again, I, I feel like there's a lot we could have covered in Doctors of Demons. It could have been a 12-week series, yeah. right? I mean, it could have been a half-a-year series, and yeah. we could have kept going more and more. 
we didn't have time. The but culture I, that we live in or yeah. the world that we live in. But I will say there's been a ton of feedback, yeah. a ton of responses, good. a ton of questions. It's been very good, yeah. profitable, I think. Good. So. And, and again, if you have not listened to this series, we will highly encourage you to do it. Sure. Uh, you can find it on YouTube or on our website. Yep. Um, and then keep keep your eyes out for the roundtable. I where hope that gonna, comes soon. Yeah, yeah. where and, they're going to be discussing in yep. more details. And again, if you have any questions, submit them. Get those questions out. And even if there are things that you disagree that even we, even Buster yeah, Blue, Bruce share on a Sunday or even through this podcast, something that yep. you don't really agree or maybe you want some clarity, like submit them because that's the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of the roundtable is to come alongside and help yep. each other grow as we try to or as we thrive or strive to grow in our relationship with Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Know? Uh, last question for you, Bruce. If you had to pick one restaurant, fast food restaurant, uh, to eat for the rest of your life. Mm. That's the only place you can eat for the rest Oof. of your life. Where would it be? Oh, man. Fast food restaurants are like not... Fast food. Not yeah, like... Not, like, not a uh, sit down where they have a waiter. You're talking about... What's the, what qualifies so as a like fast like food? So I would say like a, like a, a Texas Roadhouse wouldn't qualify. So nothing with a waiter, basically. It's an, yeah, basically. Um, I feel like I could eat Pretty much every day because of the selection at like a Chinese buffet. <laughs> because you got yeah, that's you got American section, yeah. you got sushi section. I'm surprised you didn't go for like an Italian restaurant. Well, like a pizza to place. eat Italian every single day would be hard. But like with a Chinese <laughs> restaurant, you got sushi, you got American food, you got Chinese food, you got that's, that's, fruit, yeah. you got you pretty much have anything that you'd want at a Chinese yeah. buffet. Yeah, I mean, I, am I, I wrong? I mean, yeah, come no, on. no, There's, I agree. I, you know, that's yeah. how about uh, you. See, see, like I, as I was, as I was asking you the question, I couldn't come to an answer. I think that like, I I love chicken. So like, I don't know if it, I don't know if I was a racing cane, racing canes because of the effect of chickens and and fries. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. It's like. I love that you say chickens. Chicken. Oh, chicken. Singular. Well, there are many chickens. Because whenever you say chickens and fries, I think of like chickens running around. Because you say chickens. Well, what do you call it? Pollo? No, just chicken chicken uh, and fries. Like when you say chickens, though, I always think of like chickens running around. Oh, well, I mean, um, they may be running around. You know, um, we went to Raising Canes not that long ago, and it had been the first time I've been to Raising Canes in forever. Mm-hmm. And it is really good. I'm not is. endorsing, like, don't, like, I don't want people being like, I can't believe you endorse Raising yeah. Cane's because you don't know they abuse chickens. I don't know what they do. <laughs> but my point being, when we went to eat Raising more, Cane's, eat more chicken. That's what when Chick-fil-A we went to say. Raising Cane's, I'd only been to Raising Cane's one time in my life, like, to the restaurant. Really? And for some reason when I went, it was, like, right when they opened up, I don't remember it being very good, and I don't know if it why. So that was the second time that you went? To the restaurant. So I changed your mind. You did. Wow. So Raising Cane's is, like, it's really good. It is really good. But I couldn't eat that every day. I don't like that you have to pay extra for for the lemonade. Yeah, you I were you were bent out of shape. I was about bothered that. by you that. You were bent out of shape. About yeah, that. it's like why are you charging me sixty cents for an extra lemonade? Just yep. give it to me free. I know. Yeah, I know. That's my entitlement. But uh, yeah, <laughs> USA, USA. But I don't know. If, I technically don't know if Chinese buffet would fit into the category of fast food. But for variety, that's the only reason I'm saying it's not my favorite restaurant. Yeah. I'm saying it's for variety. Food. Well, let us know in the chat. Is Chinese restaurant at Sit down restaurant, or is that it's a, probably a sit down restaurant? Yeah, I mean, or is that a, a fast waiter. food? Well, depending on where you go, if you go to Mr. Chan, you got no, no waiter, 
Yeah, but that's not a sit-down buffet restaurant. That's, that's just what a, I mean. Like order and take out. Yeah, you have takeout. Yeah. Mr. Chang's is another one. That's clutch that's right good. there. I, you guys got me into Because it's variety. Yeah. yeah. Where's Pastor Steve? He would be an expert Pastor on this Steve stuff. Steve would like that. Yeah, he would be all about that. <laughs> he, wouldn't know, he wouldn't know how to ask the last question, but he will know. The, he will know you know that, an underrated yeah. fast food place is Arby's. Arby's? Arby's is underrated. Uh, I don't know. They they have a buffalo chicken sandwich that's really good. I do like their chicken sandwich, their sandwich, but the best good. thing about Arby's is their fries. That's the only thing that <sighs> that that makes them special. Arby's used to have homestyle fries that were so good. They were called homestyle fries. They don't have any more. Listen, if they're listening to this, Arby's, if you're listening to this right now, you're Arby's? hungry. You're we hungry. We know you got the meats. They say all the time, we got the meats. But how about the homestyle fries? What, what do they have? Meats. Like they have. They always. That means in the commercial. So I was like, we got the meats because they have like. Listen, all what meats. do you think, Judge? And we're done with this one. Uh, what do you think if Judge Allen was to pick a restaurant? Where, what would he pick? A fast food restaurant. A buffalo wings. He'd go get wings. He'll go. Hot wings. <laughs> He'll go. <laughs> Hot wings and blue cheese. <laughs> Hot wings and blue cheese. Why are you asking about Josh Allen? Josh Allen's not my hero. I mean, he is your hero. No, he is a hero. I just I, listen. I you're not, you don't. Do you have any tattoos? What? Do you have any tattoos? Why are we? Listen, what's the question we always ask people before we No, no, but <laughs> do you have any tattoos? What is your life because like? Because if you if you were to have one, it would be of Judge Allen. What is your Judge life Allen like face. beyond the pew? We hope it's honoring the Lord. Come back next week. Maybe we'll get that answer. We'll see. We'll see. Thank we'll you so buy. much for joining us.